Live. All right. Oops, I gotta fix your name. But yeah, Rizzuto is definitely up here. He lives like they they were operating in my neighborhood for a minute. I don't know about they're all like clean now. Like they did went... you uh did you watch Bad Blood on Netflix? Shoot, I don't remember if I watched that. Oh my god, bro, you gotta watch it. I'm gonna check that. I might have though. I'm really, but uh, I've definitely read every Wikipedia news article I could find on them, cause they like oh hell yeah up here. But yo, welcome, Mr. Frankie Gambino. Welcome to the Bridge the Gap show. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I'm basically just a show where we take interesting people such as yourself and we try to walk through the story of your life and extract some knowledge nuggets along the way in order to kind of better our overall experiences and thus bridge the gap. So. To get things started, I do have like a big proper opening question, but before that, to make sure it makes sense, can you just introduce yourself briefly and let them know where you you come from, like where you start your life? No doubt, man. Uh, I'm Frankie G, Frankie Gambino, uh, aka Little Sicily. I'm from St. Louis, but my bloodline go all the way back to Sicily in Italy. So, uh, shit, you know, I'll just. Uh, I guess you could say I'm a recording artist, rapper. I've been doing this for a while. You know, I don't like saying rapper. I like saying recording artist. Because people say, oh, you a rapper? Yeah, but, you know, but that's about it, man. I mean, shit. So you born, you, are you, you born uh, in St. Louis? Are you no, born in Sicily. So you're born in Sicily. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I came here when I was, when I was really little. So, my, you know, I was about you know two and a half three when mm. i came so don't really remember much but technically born there well i went back in 2008 yeah we'll definitely get to that but it's important where we start so we can say it for the sake of your memories it's like st louis right yeah no doubt all, all st louis awesome so with that i got my like proper opening question it's a bit of a story when it lands you can kind of take it and answer it and we'll, we'll get on with the real conversation starts with, right. starts with my girlfriend and she washing the dishes one time, and she's got her phone playing, and it's that Black Eyed Peas song. I got a feeling, ooh. She's like vibing. Yeah, yeah. She's doing her thing. She's dancing, and I'm looking at her, and I'm going, "When the fuck did this song become chores music? Like, like I was looking. Uh, when did this happen? Like, this song is now a track that well, people will put when they're doing dishes. They're gonna go work out, go for a run. When they're gonna go do some, let's say, boring stuff, and they wanna go back to like a happier place in time, they go throw on a track like this now. And why I picked that track in particular is because I can think back like 10 years when we was in like the clubs and the bars, and when that song would come on, it would be like the highlight of the night, anthem moment, everybody fucking jumping around drunk as fuck. 10 years goes yeah. by, the song doesn't change at all because it's a song. But the context of our lives changes so much that now it's gone from, like, club music to, like, chores music, which I thought was a wild thing, and it happens to, like, everyone. So, like, if you yeah. think about the little ones, they're all 20 doing their thing. In 10 years, 15 years, they're all going to be doing chores to this music, the way that we're doing chores to their club music. It's kind of what happens when you hear it. You just kind of... Man, you know, nowadays, people be doing chores to Little Dirk. That's what I'm saying. Because it's the... You know what I'm saying? They be, doing, they be doing chores to drill music. It's a good music to do chores to. Um, I mean, I'd be, I'd be getting, you know, cleaning the house, listening to cheap keep and shit. So that's what I mean, though. It kind of like has that evolution. And why I think about that is because as artists, you watch these interviews, you watch everything. Everybody kind of starts their story when they're in that early adolescent phase. Like the, I discover hip hop when I found this record. I started writing right. at this point. But if you think about like music and our histories, it's kind of much bigger than just when we got into hip hop or when we started caring about music. It's like music's kind of always been around us. Like there was a good chance when you come out in the hospital, there's some song playing in the room and you're already kind of absorbing some of that. And I say that because I can remember being like five. Like my dad's got all these gray boxes in the apartment, like the fucking uh, tape deck and the amplifier and the radio with the wires going out to all these speakers everywhere. Oh yeah, the whole the whole system. All of it. 
and he would run these like zeppelin tapes and stuff like that at some parts of the day at nighttime though it was like this live techno music straight from the clubs in montreal that would be that i love that i love that stuff and then my mom's had like more discos and musicals and she was on her soft rock vibe and all that kind of stuff and it kind of like made me realize all of these different sounds and environments and situations the, the i had no control over it right like my parents they, everybody around me chose what was going on but also that stuff really impacted me all the way to being like a full-grown adult and in my influences and taste as an artist today so with that i hope you could bring us back to being the youngest frankie g you could remember being in st louis and tell us a little bit about what it sounded like to be you growing up not just like the the music but like the vibes the technologies like bring us back to being young and walk us through a bit of that experience well first of all i was born in 95 mm. so you know that's that's definitely hip-hop hip-hop era um you know I've, I've my dad really got me on to to hip-hop because he would be listening to you know jay-z Biggie, Nas, you know, and that just sparked my my whole passion for music. Um, and then Eight Mile came out, and I'm not the hugest fan of Eminem, but I said, "Oh my God, he can do it!" So I'm I'm in elementary school, first and second grade, writing in my little Spider-Man notebook, trying to tell you know, telling all these kids, you know, battle rap me at recess type shit. Ain't nobody want to smoke. Ain't nobody want to smoke. So, you know, but I mean, I really started taking music seriously when I was a sophomore in high school. That's when I said, you know, I was playing soccer and I was like, I ain't going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to go pro. So what else? And I said, music, I always love music. I always had a, a passion for it, always had the ear for it. What kind of and uh, so if you like run it back to being like young, right? So before like so eight mile comes out, you're still like young, young. But before that. Did you have like an interest in music outside of your dad? Like, was your mom's bumping stuff? Like, was there like? Oh yeah, yeah. What are the kinds See, of my vibes? mom, she she would listen. I mean, I, I grew up listening to all type of music. You know, my mom, she lived in Spain. She was a flamenco dancer before I was born, so we were listening to, you know, some Spanish music too. You know, and my pops, you know, he's always he was all big, still big on the '80s stuff, like Duran Duran, The Cure. You know, like Tears for Fears and all that, you know, Miami Vice type shit. So I grew up with a lot of diversity with uh, with music. You know, I'm I'm not just one track mind, like, you know, just rap, just hip hop. I like, you know, I listen to opera. You know, I listen to anything. Mm. Motown, techno, like your pop, like you were talking about with your pops. I listen to like all that electronica, you know, the, the uns, uns, uns type shit. You know, and motherfuckers be like, well, you know, you from Jersey Shore? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fist pumping and shit. No, but like, I mean, I, I fucks with that. Um, when you were My young. daughter, actually, it's it's ironic you said you were five years old. Man, I'll be driving in the car with my daughter. She's five. She just turned five. And literally, word for word, she knows all, Drake is her favorite. So Drake is her. She just word for word knows every song of Drake's, and and then I'll I'll try and uh, play a song that she hasn't heard before, and I'm like, hey, who's that? And you say Drake, because she knows his voice. You know, five years old already knowing that. It's just, it just blows my mind. Yeah, that's you know, cool. that's crazy. That you're but she listens. She li I don't have her listening to like you know, this this new crap. You know, I I listen to like. Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin in the car with her. But if I'm listening to hip hop, I mean, we playing Nas, you know, we playing Mob D and all that. So I, I want her to be gr grown up cultured. I don't want her to listen to like, you know, I got the stick. Oh, I fuck your bitch. Oh, you know, what, what kind of culture are you going to get from that? Everybody's saying the same things just differently. They all look the same. They all dress the same. They all talk the same. They just, you know, put a different name on it. And there is you an know. argument to be made, and I just like to make this for the sake of it, that if you dig past that top level top level of greatness in like the nineties, a lot of the guys in the posses were kinda like what we're describing here. Like the the other yeah. guys. Like the you know, like to the point like the Wu if you buy like the Riz's manual, like the Wu manual, oh, they yeah, got Wu's like saying. a uniform. Like you have to look oh, the yeah. same and shit. 
So I don't always hate well, that. Well, that's that's a that's a whole group though. But if you think about like Ghostface and Raekwon and Method Man, they all had their own character. Mm. They all played their own role. So what I was thinking though is when you get to like the rest of the Wu's, because there's like hundreds of them, it gets a well, little bit. Well, first of all, first of all, Shaheen Rugged Child, you know Ghostface cousin, kill, uh, Ghostface Killer cousin. I'm actually um, gonna go up to New York City. And get in the studio with him. Say so word. that man, I was. That's the one that just had the word. whole situation play out with, with the Nori. With, yeah, with Nori. Say yes. word. Yes. So I'm excited about that. I'm just grinding right now. You know, doing what I got to do, stacking up, and then I'm gonna make that move. But I'm doing some stuff. I'm still, you know, doing stuff in St. Louis like, in the mean. In meanwhile, I don't have no disrespect to the Wu because they're like the worst example of this from a talent perspective. But they're a good example yeah. from a visual perspective of how deep these camps can go, right? Like, right. There's a, the, some of them went real deep, and some of the posse cuts revealed to me that maybe not everybody in that era was as distinct. You know, a lot of people wanted mm -hmm. to be, but it could be manifested. However, when you get to the content point of view. Yeah, I feel like back in the day it was a lot more superhero. I'm a beat the shit out of you styled like grandiosity in the bars, and it was more like that kind of focus, which I can see as a parent. It was more. It was a. It was a lot more wordplay. It was more clever. It right. was more lyrical. Nowadays, it's so dumbed down, watered down, saturated. It's like you know, you listen to one rapper, you listen to the other one. They saying the same exact shit. Mm. And people buy into it, you know? So it's like even, honestly, the whole thing for me is this. Nowadays, you don't have to have talent. You just got to have money. You just got to have money. That's it. Because if if you look at even these guys' networks, they're making money. But they are pure garbage. They're garbage. And they're they're selling. They're, they're selling shows. They're doing this. And people buy it. So it really doesn't take talent. Mm. It does take a business sense of talent. I mean, but like, if you like think about it, you it. got J. Cole and Kendrick. Like, I feel like... You got the actual, you know, like... So, like, I hear what you're saying. I definitely think these dudes, a lot of them have talent outside the realms of traditional hip-hop talent. A lot of these guys can do melody yeah. pocket shit that, like, I'm jealous of some of these guys' ability. Well, auto-tune helps a lot, dude. I'm talking about just... Auto-tune helps a like, I could, I could, I could Beyond the auto-tune, because, like... I mean, auto-tune can't fix everything, right? Like, you actually have to have a degree yeah. of baseline you know as okay, DC, so you, you say auto-tune. You say auto-tune, though. I get it. Auto-tune don't fix everything. But what does, to answer that, a beat. People be listening to the beat nowadays. You could literally say Mary had a little lamb. And the beat is fucking You do have to deliver crazy. it real good, though. They're gonna, they're gonna bob. You gotta bob. deliver that, Mary. Had a little, it's, it, there's a lot more to the delivery. That's the only thing I'm gonna counter back Oh, on. yeah. Because some of these dudes are able to be like, Mary had a little lamb. And I'm like, bro, I don't know why I like the way you say this so exactly. much. Exactly. But the way they say it is talent to me. First of all, anybody... You cannot put Drake into any type of conversation with all these other bozos. Drake is a legend. But he is a goat. Facts. And people are gonna people hate on him, but they are gonna miss him when he's gone. I don't hate on Drake. I'm cool with him. Oh no, I'm shit. Likewise, I, I love Drake. And what do you think about Actually, that certified it, lover boy? I heard it once, so my opinion's trash right now. But I only had one song. I felt like super compelled to like. Oh, I gotta put that on my playlist. But I only Which heard, one? Uh, hold no on. friends in the industry. I heard that one and I was like, "Say what? Yeah, that, that one, one, that one slapped real hard." Otherwise, I've heard the, the "I'm Way Too Sexy" a couple times. I'm like, I I don't know if I'm sold on that one. Um, oh, and that was that was a cool one. But all uh, "Love All" with Jay Z. Like I, I have to like listen to it again to know. Oh my God! Listen to it. You're gonna have to listen to it like three or four times to grasp it, because Jay Z is spitting all bars. I believe it. Like that's why I said it. I only heard it once, so I don't even think I have a real opinion on it yet. But that one trying. Now with Donda. Now with Donda, I mean, I haven't. I listened to a few songs, but I haven't listened to the whole thing, so I can't really say I like one better than the other. I might be biased though because I, I really fuck with Drake, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been I see myself, a fan of Drake. I see myself finding like five, six songs on a Drake album that I really like. 
But I feel like Donda is one of those experiences where I'm going to be in the mood for it twice, oh, once a year. Yeah. But that once a year, it's going to be the perfect album and it'll be like nothing else can be that because it's so well, like then again, out there. It's like, yo, I heard Donda right, and my first you, thought was... If you think about it... It's like this newness. Like, like, oh yeah, but if you think about with Kanye, you know, people... He's living in 2020. I mean, 2030 type yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is way ahead of his time, bro. And, you know, if you think about it, like, if flashing lights drop today, like it was a new track, it would it would, it would, would blow up the same way it did back then. It, because it's timeless. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about if he never dropped um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And he dropped it now. It would still. It would. It's an instant classic. I mean, but I people won't that. appreciate it till years later, you know. And you know what? I didn't appreciate fuck all about Kanye until years later. Honestly, I did not appreciate the brilliance of that yeah. project till like wait ten years later, easy. And then I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, this is some special shit today. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm cool with all of that too. But I mean. You know who else, though, that's just unrelated is, you know, I used to be, a, a, I'm going to be honest, I was a hater for Mac Miller. I, I said, man, fuck this dude, he's trash and this. And then he died and I gave it a chance. And it was like after he died, I started listening to his music and I was like, whoa, he actually got some some good tracks. You know what I'm saying? I felt, I, I haven't listened to and, enough And I felt it, so but... bad because I was like... I always respected his artistry. It's just he went in that like sing songy direction at a time yeah. when I wasn't feeling the sing songy as much. Whereas now, exactly, I'd probably feel the project because I feel like my palate's gone more in that direction. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I just like all different types. I just don't like that. Tra- like, I mean, okay, like Lil Pump and and um, Lil Xan. And all these, all these, you know what I'm saying? All these dudes, it's just, I can't, I can't get with it. It's just like bubblegum shit. The only thing I can you know, say I to that listen. is I love me some bubblegum shit when I'm faded. And You got to be fucked up. But if you got to be fucked up to like the song, then that says mm. enough. But at the you same know, time, so like for me, that's how I felt about EDM music until I did some mollies one time in a rave and I got real <laughs> fucked up. But then like when I sobered up again, it was like, yo, I get it now. Like I, I it's like this like, Rosetta Stone unlocked the music and I feel like I haven't necessarily gotten to a lot of points where it but you know sometimes it's kind of fun to just be like Gucci Gang Gucci Gang it's not like good music uh, it's good turn up music I mean I'll listen to Gucci Mane but I'm not gonna be going Gucci Gang Gucci Gang it's yo sometimes when I want to get into that like high energy listen, shit it, I, you, it gets there not it's not my go to but if it comes on no hell no I'm not going to turn no, it off. That's what I feel like. It's more like I'm not going to actively turn it off. But because of that, I'm like, okay, I don't hate it. Well, what I'll say in my in my case, if I hear anybody play that the song, I'm telling them turn it off. Mm. Like I'll listen to the street before I listen to that shit. That's fair. And I, I'll, I'll put the window down and listen to horns beeping before I listen to that. And I appreciate oh, that. Oh, you know, I don't listen to country. I don't listen to country, but I would listen to Tim McGraw or whatever before I listen to uh, Pump or whatever, you know? I'm just saying, for me, it's like a context thing. I don't know that I've lived well, everybody kind of got, life. Everybody got their own opinion. So, I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, knock it. I've, not everybody's the same. Not everybody likes However, the same stuff. So, I can't say. do not have lasting power. So, there might be something to be These said. These guys ain't going to have longevity, bro. They're, they're, they're fads. Look what happened to 69, 69. 69 is not relevant like he was last year. You I, know what I'm saying? I mean, he's still... He's, still, see, he's like, know, to me, a wild card because he, he clearly... I, did, you exactly. Because he didn't do what he wanted last year, so he backed the fuck off, which was probably the only play he had to stay relevant in the future. Now, I'm not, like, saying I'm promoting him or anything, but that yeah. guy's marketing game is pretty A+. He's a genius. He's a genius. And so I like, but a lot of these dudes, because I felt that way about Migos once upon a time. And now Migos I'm a cool. pretty huge Migos fan. But also yeah. Migos went from being like 
20 to like they turned 27 and 28 and all of a sudden i felt real different as they got older and so i wonder if some of these dudes are gonna get older and i'm gonna fuck with what they do more all right so let me ask you a question <clears throat> out of the three quavo offset and takeoff hmm. let me interview you who's your favorite i think i like quavo the most and i don't have great yeah, reasons for it but it, it's mostly I like the way his voice sounds. Like when a Quavo hook comes on, it's a good hook. Yeah. it. Is. I mean, Migos know how to make good music. Mm. But you know what? When Takeoff started making like only like his songs, I was like, damn, Takeoff got some some bars. I always felt he was the most like rapper, rapper of the three. And the other two yeah. had swag up the ass. And that swag up the ass goes well, very far. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at Offset. Offset's with Cardi B. He's in the tabloids like every day. <laughs> but even like the like the music, it's almost like I feel like they do this thing where I'll find like five or six of these songs in the sea of their music and I get like addicted to them. So I don't like an album or anything, but I love these singles that I find and I just can't help it. And then I'm just singing them and shit and they just kind of have. I, well, I feel like with the Migos, they're all good in their own right. Like all three of them. That's why, that's why it works so good because they they all sound they mesh mm. they sound good together but they sound good by themselves too i mean i, I fuck with the migos and you know, joe budden doesn't you, i fuck with little pump's producer a lot more than i fuck with little pump <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i can because he's he's the one doing all the work come on i need to, he, that guy does he also raps so like he's pretty solid if i understand but yeah let's well i'm gonna ha i'm gonna have to search who that guy is it's Deep perp or perp smoke or something yeah. like that. You know who uh, Metro Boomin is? Yeah, that dude's fire. STL, baby. Stand up. We is up next. I'm that? telling you. Yes, he's from St. Louis. I just know that he ended up in the Gucci Mane studio at some point. Well, I, I mean, the goal is to get out of St. Louis. Mm. So, yo, so if let's you run want to end back. up in Atlanta. Let's run it back to your story then. Right, because as much as we can talk about all sorts of stuff, and this is fine. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. We get getting off wrong. topic. I mean, it's good though <laughs> to see how you think about things and your opinions on things. So it's not even off topic because it's still you in a sense. But like, so you oh, basically yeah, no said problem. you grew up in the environment when you're like young, young. Though, are you into other kinds of stuff like dancings or drawings or anything like that? I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I I played sports. I like drawing, and I wasn't much of a dancer. But, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I, I played, you know, video games. I always had PlayStation, never had Xbox. Oh, my gosh. So you were like under 10 with a PlayStation. That's why I, I had PlayStation one, two, three, four. And I'm so I got to go get that five when I get back home. That's how I, I, I said to myself when I get back home. So what's like the earliest game five. you can like remember? What's the first game you can remember playing? Damn. Well, bro, I mean, I was playing, like, Sega Genesis, like, Atari and shit. So I was playing, like, Galactica and, like, Tetris and, like, Pac-Man and that's – but, the like, the the lasting game that I can remember that really I got into was Vice City, bro. Grand Theft that's Auto, wild. Vice City. That's wild. That's the first club I went to was the Malibu Club. You feel me? <laughs> You feel me, bro? Shit, I think Vice City dropped when I was like high school, late, later high school. Oh man, then yeah, you older than me for sure. Yeah, because I was like, I was like second grade, you know, chopping up Diaz with the with the chainsaw. Like, ah, this is crazy. So you were like <laughs> the kid playing the game that the newspaper articles was warning parents would be playing the game. Precisely. That's fantastic. But look at me, man. Look how I turned out. You know what I'm saying? Yo, everybody turned out fine. Everybody played the damn game. <laughs> but, you know what I'm on right now, though? It's Red Dead Redemption 2. Is it dub? <clears throat> man, that's, that game is addicting. Because it's like GTA, but like the Wild West. Okay. I, you got to get your horses on, you know. I heard there was like you could do everything and anything in that game. Like in terms. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's expansive world and shit, no doubt. But yo, when you said with that, when you were eight or whatever in that same age group playing Grand Theft Auto, you also decided to become a battle rapper, or a little bit after that, 
Well, I'm not going to say I'm a bat. I mean, I watched battle rap like uh, Smack and URL. But you said you, you know, watched 8 Mile and then started trying to challenge your little buddies to battles. But yeah, there. I mean, I never wanted to be a battle rapper because that's like a different type of time. You know what I'm saying? But I guess at the same just time, you are, do you have the internet at that point? Um, no, I don't think this is before I had the internet. This is this is like when I was still going to Blockbuster, right? You know, like because I watched Eight Mile from Blockbuster. That's serious, stills. Or like Hollywood Video, like one of those. Like when you there was no Netflix like back then, so you kind of get the time period. So like, but it's also like because like the early two thousands is a weird time. Some people be super online and geeked out, and some people be not at all connected to the internet. It's like kind of fifty fifty. But, um, yeah, but even still, so you were like already interested in pursuing rhyming at that point. Then it was, I mean, I was playing soccer a lot, but I always loved music. You know what I'm saying? I always loved hip hop in general. But then when I got into high school, I started, you know, leaning towards music because I, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be no, you know, professional soccer player. So I said, what else can I do? I always knew I was meant for something bigger than just like, you know, a nine to five or some shit like that. So I said, I'm going to make music. And then, man, I got so many stories about how I would get into studios and I wasn't knowing what the hell I was doing, you know, at young age, tell going us to trap about houses. That. Real, tell, Cause you got to keep in you mind, the first, I come from Montreal. First studio, Most people here yeah. have no idea what the fuck it is to be trying to get into studios while you were in high school in St. Louis? Oh, well, let me tell you, it's an adventure. <laughs> it's an adventure because uh, what's actually ironic is, um, so I was a sophomore in high school and I had, it was me and my buddy. And I was like, man, let's get in the studio, you know? And I didn't have, I had like a learner's permit. I didn't even have my license. I would wait till my dad went to sleep and I would sneak and take his keys and I would actually take his strap too because the studio I was going to, yeah, listen, Is bro. Like I'm open I'm, carry I'm, and stuff where you're at? Or St. Louis? Well, it wasn't back then. It is now. But like back then you were allowed to have a gun or no gun. I was like 16, bro. Like nobody can have guns oh, here. Yeah. So like nobody has guns here. So it's weird to think about people with guns. United but then I realized, yo, everybody can. But then I learned about open carry, and I'm like, say a word. Depending on where you're at, it could get real different. Yeah, no doubt. So the studio that I was going to was in North City, Northside St. Louis. And it was, you know, bad neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So I would go pick up my buddy. I would have the strap underneath the seat just in case something popped off. Cause I was like, my dad's going to, it wasn't for me. I was like, my dad's going to kill me if somebody tries to rob me or, or steals the car. So I was like, I'm a fucking, you know what I'm saying? I was scared about my dad. Not anybody trying to rob me. I was just trying to make music, bro. You know what I'm saying? So we would go to this trap house and there was a bunch of pit bulls and, and but it was like a legit studio. You know what I'm saying? Not like legit, but it was, it was a good setup. And, um, you know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And he was waxing me on the prices. I never got any music out of it. Just the experience of recording and being like, oh, I'm making music. I'm making music. Well, you know, as the years went on, well, that place, the police kicked that in. So that's why I stopped going there because, you know, it wasn't no more over there. But as time went on, I would, I would meet new people and then I actually got a car myself. So then I was like, oh, gas, no brakes. I'm, I'm going to do this music show. I'm going to find studios and stuff. So I made it happen. I've been to so many studios. The problem is in St. Louis in particular, specifically with people that got studios, is they all bullshit. And, you know, it's all about, they. you know, it, it's not like Atlanta. Atlanta, everybody's going to help each other. They want you, you know, they're going to put you on. He's going to put himself, you know, St. Louis, they want to see you do good, but not better than them. And if not, if, if that's not the case, they all hate him. They all hate him. No, nah, fuck you. I'm better than you. I don't care about what you do. You know what I'm saying? I'm better than you and I'm uh, right at this, tra this track. Well, this tracks in St. Louis, 
equals to gun violence. Then you see all these rappers dropping like flies, 16, 17, 18, you know, 19 years old rapping. They do a diss and then, you know, the people who they diss get in the car five, four deep and go, you know, shoot up the block. You know, it's more than just music. I mean, I ain't got no enemies, but that's just how St. Louis is. But I found good people to work with now. You know, so I don't have that problem. Just growing, you know, getting older, you know, and experiencing more. It's a learning experience. So I kind of, I took my lumps, you know what I'm saying? I took my L's, but I learned from them and I know better now. I mean, I'm 25. I've been doing this since sophomore year of high school. So, you know, now I'm I'm going to legit studios, you know, like that, all right? Expensive, that Yo Gotti, 2 Chains, Waka Flocka, you know, Big Boy, they be going when they come to St. Louis. That's the studio they be going to. It's called Shock City. And then you know, I got a, a cinematographer. I actually just got a manager now, a legit manager. It feels so good to say I got a manager. And uh, you know, just a lot of people around me. That uh, it's like pieces to the puzzle, and all the pieces are falling together. And it's about time because I'm 25. I ain't trying to be French Montana 37 and blow up. No, I hear you. I mean, I'll take it though. I'm 33, so I'll take that shit. 37 blow up, fucked out. That sounds good now. <laughs> but I ain't trying to. Be, I'm. I got energy now. I got nah, the stamina you. now. You know what I'm saying? You know what though? With the passion, I feel like you don't really lose it like you would think. Like you. Can, no, never. You can lose it, and I know people do lose it. But since I didn't lose it, I'm pretty convinced people can keep it. Um. Well, I've seen some people that are that are really really dope. And, you know, they could have been something, but they just somewhere down the line, they just lost that drive, the determination, the passion. And just like, you know, they gave it up. And it, it, it's sad to see, though. Mm-hmm. It's sad to see because it's like, man, you could have been you could have been that dude. And it's like you, you can't tell them because it's like, oh, it's not worth it. The industry's this. And, you know, people just try and do that, and you know, but. If you're always looking at the negative, you're never going to progress. So it's like, I guess for me, it's like with the internet, it's like wildly I'm ambitious with it because there's so much more potential. Like a guy I met in Pakistan eight years ago, I went with work, just dropped a single. I'm like, bro, can we, we should do a track. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you never fucking know at the internet what could fucking yeah. happen. And it, I saw him doing his shit, and I'm like, say a word. Or, like, just the idea that I'm talking to you, if this was just, like, local, or if this was even 10 years ago, the likelihood of being able to talk to a person from St. Louis is, like, a lot less viable. You would have had to have come to well, Montreal for me to even be able to do something like that. Should I come up to Montreal? Yeah. I got I got the plug on flights, bro. Southwest Airlines. Anywhere, I could fly anywhere south. Well, we could go to London. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I got the same plug, but, like, I don't know, because I find flying out of Canada is way more expensive than everywhere. It is? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about everywhere, maybe, but I feel like we're not the best when it comes to the flying prices. However, oh, yeah. um, I don't know. Um, that's nifty. Once the COVID is done, my goal is to get around more and find a way to make that more monetizable, yeah. whether it be via shows or content, but there's a lot of potential for tra- And that's the thing. It's like, you can, in theory, just document your journey and turn that into a revenue stream and, like, leverage social medias and shit in ways that could never really be, like, done before. Then, yeah, no doubt, man. But, like, let's say we go back to that. So in that period of, like, making all that music, I know you have the few songs that are out now, but do you have other tracks and mixtapes and things you've made along the way that are just, like, not available these days? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean the the last dude I was working with. Um, to make a long story short, dude was a you know he was a fool, he was a clown, you know what I'm saying? And I was carrying the weight, you know, on my back like a camel, and um, I ended up finding new people to work with. I you know I gave him chance after chance after chance. You know, dude's an alcoholic and all this shit. You know, popping pills. And I was like, bro, I can't do it no more. I'm not gonna go nowhere. You know where I plan to do, I can't do this if I'm messing with you. So, you know, I, I parted ways with him and then he took all my videos off because they were all uploaded on the channel that he made. So I was like, oh, I bet, 
which is a blessing in disguise because, you know, I got a lot of stuff in the works. You know, when I get back in town, I'm, I'm getting another studio session and I'm about to drop more shit. Then I got a music video shoot I'm going to do. And it's just like, you know, things happen for a reason. I'm not taking it as a loss. It's his loss, though, because then I'm going to blow up and he's going to be like, oh, man, I used to work with him. They're going to go, oh, where? Well, then he's looking like a goofy because he took everything down. Right. So, but I mean, yeah, I got a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm doing a dropping a, a demo EP, uh, five or six tracks. And uh, it's all it's like all different, you know, all different flavors. Every song is different, you know, and um, just just trying to drop out new content, uh, music videos. And then I'm going to start doing some college tours around the States. You know, I like to go, you know, first of all, in Missouri, you know, hit Illinois. I'm just going to, you know, rent a Sprinter van and take all my boys and, Go do some shows. How do you, you know? set that up? That's how Biggie and Pac. You said what? How do you set that up, like logistically? Like, like you could just like, do you have to like know the right people, or because like, your manager gonna oh, go man. on that? And, yeah, that's why you got a manager. You know, <laughs> that's why you got a manager. If hey, it feels good to say I got a manager. Like, talk to my manager, because I never had that before. I, I was always, you know, on my own. And I'm supposed to be focused on the art, you know, the music. I can't be doing three, four things at once, you know. Then it's like, what? what's the use? That's why you need a manager and, you know, all this stuff. I hear that. But I got my boys. I got my boys with me. You know, they ain't even got a rap, but they just going to, you know, ride with me. I'm going to take my, you know, little bit. St. Louis going everywhere. I'm taking all my boys. And they, they know. See, even going on the road now motherfuckers will look at you and they know you're from out of town like they could just smell it or something you know what i'm saying and then when you ask you, you know they ask i'm like i'm from st louis I'm like, oh word people always think i'm from new york city they say you from brooklyn Bro, you from i fucking swear i thought you were from new york city and then i, I double checked it and I, I was like oh shit i'm glad i double checked that i almost wrote brooklyn or something <laughs> <laughs> hey i love new york that's the goal that's where I'm gonna end up. I got. I, I love New York City. Love New York. Have you been before? But I'm just Italian. No, I never been. Never. I've been in Chicago more times than I can count. But I never been in New York City, and I plan to do that and get with Shaheen. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll see Ghostface. Man, that would be a dream to see Ghostface. I understand that. Have you like done a lot of performing? Oh yeah, I've I've done a bunch of shows in out of state too. So I mean I I like I like doing shows. Tell us a bit about your your experiences performing in different places. Well, I'll I'll give you this one uh, situation. I was with this uh, clown ass dude I used to make music with, the one that uh, took all my music off, and we go into this venue. It was called Mystic uh, Mystic Grill. It was like a club, and um, they almost didn't let dude get inside the venue. Like, he was mad, embarrassing, bro. Like, bugging out. And I had to just, like, eh. it's it wasn't funny then, though. I mean, I, then, I hear uh, you, but it's, it's not so much that <laughs> it's funny. It's the way you describe it that makes me laugh. Right. So, anyway, so I ended up, because, like, the security guard was, like, really doing, you know, I thought he was about to throw dude in the parking lot. So I'm like, man, this is a bad look, bro. So I just like got away from him. I went around the back of the venue and went in by myself. So I'm in there chilling. Dude's blowing on my phone. They're not letting me in. They're not letting me in. I'm not even worried about it because I'm by myself in this venue. I don't know nobody from a can of paint. And then he gets in miraculously. I don't know how. And I'm waiting to go on stage. Mind you, I'm by myself. Now, prior to me getting on show on the stage, before me, it was like seven, eight motherfuckers on stage, lit, just jumping around, bopping, going crazy. You know, a group of guys. <laughs> and and I come on next after them. They walk off, and I come on by myself, solo dolo, right? And as soon as my instrumental, my, my song, they hand me the mic. Now I'm not even ready. Nervous as hell, right? Nervous and pissed. At the same time, I was mad because this dude leaving me out here butt naked. I don't know nobody. I ain't got no support. I'm on my own, like in the middle of the ocean without a paddle, right? 
So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and do it, right? Hand me the thing. Instrumental goes off. I start going. Listen to my tape. That's y'all about Gambino. Everybody bomb rush the stage. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. They fucking with me. So I killed it by myself. Now, mind you, after seven, eight motherfuckers was on stage going crazy, you know, mediocre. I come on by myself and motherfuckers like, damn, who is this dude? So I'm going crazy. I do my whole set. My thing was over with. I walk around the back of the stage because that's how you get off. And then it goes back to the bar, like to the whole venue, to the club. And random motherfuckers coming up to me, dapping me up. Oh, you dope and this and that. You killed it and all this. And me, I'm beelining straight for this this clown because I because we Ubered there. I don't know if you got Uber over there yeah, in yeah, Canada. Of course, yeah. So I beeline straight to this dude, and he's over here trying. Yeah, I'm drunk as fuck. And I and, and I was like, call the Uber. I'm ready to go. And he was like, what you talking about? Everybody's fucking with you. And I was like, yeah, they're fucking with me, not you. Look at you. You look, you look like a mess. So then one of the dudes that was on stage before me out of the seven, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, that was dope and shit. I could not even enjoy my moment. Like, actually soaking it in and enjoying people coming up to me saying, damn, you dope. And what's your name? And what's this? Because... I was so pissed. And I think that that made it even better, me performing, because I was coming in there with that aggression. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So I go beeline straight to this dude. I'm like, call the Uber. I'm ready to fucking go. He's like, let's stay, let's stay. And this and that. I'm like, nah, bro. I mean, he popped the X pill right when we got into the club. I mean, dudes are goofy. You know, that's why I stopped fucking with him. So he felt some type of way. He took all my my videos off YouTube, um, you know his loss. That's wild. I wasn't. I didn't even know where the story was gonna go. I was just curious because you'd be touring up in the states and it's mad different. But that's serious, yeah. like a story though. I mean, there's definitely a time and a place to pop an X, and it doesn't sound like that was the right time or place. Well, think about it. He is supposed to be representing exactly. me. He's supposed to be basically, you know behind me got my back you know on top a1 and he was over here a mess and but it was nothing new nothing new with this guy and you know i did the thing and it's just i couldn't even enjoy my moment that was one of the best performances i did was that performance and it was because i was pissed to be honest i was angry so if i'm understanding correctly you need to find a way to get mad now when you perform Hey, man, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to some females because females always be pissing me off, bro. Mm, that can happen in life sometimes. Yeah, so. But no, nah, man, I, this music makes me happy, bro. It's just, you know, these fools, you know, like like that dude, you know. But I don't, I don't let that affect me. I know, but I got the right people around me now. Let's just put it that way. So that's not going to happen anymore. I mean, but this is, you got to think, this was like three years ago, like two years ago. I mean, you got to, I think you and I don't even see it in the same lens, right? Because, like, to me, it's like, you went touring. That's dope. Even if some yeah, experiences yeah. along the way and the relationships and oh, the consequences yeah, I mean, were problematic. The fact is, right. I mean... You still got to go out there and do it. You have performed. You ha like you got that real well, shit. Hell yeah! And but some of the so the 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 shows that this dude set up for me, you know, he was talking them up. Like he talked to the promoter and everything, and then we'd get to the venue, and it was bogus, bro. It was bogus, and I was so pissed. But do you, you know, mean so by it's not like it's not bogus in this context. I mean, not not anybody even you know different city nobody really knows who i am you know and he's saying oh it's gonna be lit it's gonna be hype and this and that and it's, it's it's like four or five motherfuckers you know standing around it's not not even nothing i'm like man this is we came all the way from st louis to, for this you know what i'm saying oh you know i can't you know I, excuses excuses yeah i mean 
I like if it was local. I mean, fair enough. I could see it's it's not the hugest deal, but like if you because you go home in twenty minutes. Yeah, but traveling, I could see. How, yeah, I would be a little irked if I'm being told to go out to the next city and then it's a it's a problem. And then, and then I I'm driving the whole way back home. This dude is snoring. I'm pissed. I'm just trying to get back home. This dude, I'm going 110 all the way back to St. Louis in this in the in the rain. You know what I'm saying? I'm pissed and then guess what happens this dude it's totally irrelevant but i was driving the whip and the whole time from um kansas city back to st louis and it was just a slight thing and i was driving all the way back in pouring rain i'm talking about semis and everything i'm just going going this dude wakes up the next morning goes a block away from his crib and totals his car that says enough about this this guy, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't going. I ain't gonna give him the 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 promo. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Point, it's not worth saying his name. That crosses into different territory. I know, but you will see how I didn't even say his name. Nah, it's like that's yeah. Like I'm like fair enough. Say what you got to say about your experience. That's that's all cool. Saying his name's not that. It's not worth it. <clears throat> but um, still, as I look at it like. That's cool that you get to go to Kansas City and rap. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from Montreal, right? But, like, pretty much all those American cities are just, like, I don't know, the same. Not all the same, for sure. But, like, this sea of cool places that you get to go to with yeah, a lot like, more ease. Cities, Kansas City was all right. But, you know, Atlanta, New Orleans, you know, Florida's dope a lot. You know, Miami, you know. I haven't really been up to East Coast, though, to New York. You know, New York City, Jersey, Philadelphia fucking with me. They wanted me to come up and do shows there, but it just wasn't – it didn't make sense for me at the time. Boston, too. I got a lot of people in Boston fucking with me. I just – that's my demographic is the East Coast. But I got some – I get some love in, like, you know, Cali, you know, L.A. and stuff. It's just it's so far from St. Louis, from the midwest going all the way out to the west coast yeah i can imagine um it's pretty far uh but even then like i guess it's kind of like one of those things where if you have to fly or it takes more than a day to drive or even i'd say like six hour radius it gets complicated right right no doubt but like when do you think you'd go to new york how far is it well, man, I just I just got off all this legal shit that I was going through. I, I wasn't able to even leave the city, and um, now I'm I'm obviously I'm out here traveling, but I'm I'm traveling out here for work right now. But I'm thinking with this COVID stuff, really got to die down because I'm not gonna go out. You know, it's gonna take away from the experience going out to New York City, especially with all the restrictions they got over there. You got to. You know, proof of vaccination. I ain't gonna get no vaccination no time soon. Right. So, I don't know how it is in Canada, but United States with so Biden. They just basically so Canada. It's it's like they bumped it to the provincial level, so I can speak for Quebec. Uh, they have a passport in place where anything non-essential requires it to go inside. So it was really weird seeing it play out now because it went live on the 15th. Um, so like we went to this festival uh, and it was an outdoor festival. So you could see this like fence. So you could like see the festival from outside. It wasn't like excluded like that. But really to go inside required the passport. And then you go inside the festival and it's like you're inside and then you're looking at the people on the fence. And if your boy's not you know, vaccinated, he can't come in type thing. Like, literally, one of the performers is partner. They're, like, a beat group. They're, like, a beat group. He couldn't go in. So he's watching from the back on the side kind of thing and his boy. And that's the, what's crazy is if you're a performer, it's baked into all these contracts that you don't have to prove vaccination on some Quebec law shit because um, under the law, your employer's not allowed to ask you if you're vaccinated. So you can't prove vaccination. So you can. So as a performer, you don't have to provide the proof of vaccination at this time. It'll probably change. So I would love to go to Toronto or like Quebec, Montreal, you know, even Vancouver. I have never been to Vancouver. I would really like to. But what about Calgary? 
I mean, I guess it's just not high on the list relative to other places. What, what about like Saske- Saskatchewan or Saskatchewan Saskatoon. or some shit? Um, what happened kind of thing, like, Hey, I let me ask thought, you, bro. Like, I, okay, here's the answer. I never think about Saskatoon unless it's crime related because unless something bad happens, you never hear about Saskatoon. They got some crazy names over there in Canada, huh? There's a lot more indigenous influence in our naming that went on, I think. So, hey, I'm a huge, like, see, I'm about to start this YouTube channel, like this podcast uh, and like, you know, doing skits and stuff. I know that you've heard of Nelk. Nelk? How do you You never heard of Nelk, boys? Nah. N-E-L-K. They're from Canada, bro. Canada's got 35 million people. <laughs> There's a lot of Canadians. But, bro, <laughs> after we get off this call, go search up Nelk. Them mm-hmm. boys is crazy. Like, I'm hooked. What like, their, their content is... Oh, they do. They go to a lot. But they're all in the United States, though. They come to the United States and fuck with us. Amazing. Like, they go to, like... Oh, yeah. These guys are so creative with their shit. I mean... And and they're getting money, bro. I mean, they're really doing it right. You know, they're so funny. I mean, how can you not like? Them? But they're from Canada. Like, you know what I'm saying? What kind of content do they make? Like how? Do they... Oh, it's like parody skits and stuff. It's funny. It's like comedy. Okay. It's dope. Yeah, Nelk, N E L K. Yeah, I could see how you end up in the states for a while doing that kind of shit. It's, it's... yeah, those it's it's dope, and they be uh, it's their podcast is called Full Send. Full send, and and they do like you know Logan Paul and Dana White. They met Trump, like they went and met Trump. Like those guys, if you meeting Trump, then you you know you got some status. These guys got like one point four million followers, which isn't a lot, but they just like started. So it's like, mean, damn, these 1. dudes point four million followers is a lot, <laughs> even if it's not a super yeah, no. lot. I'm just gonna say but it's a lot. That's like that's a lot. <laughs> If I had 1.4 million followers, I don't think I'd have a day job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're getting paid for this shit for sure. If you go on YouTube and search Nelk, they're going to knock your socks off because they you're going to be laughing. Your stomach's going to be hurting, bro. But I'm going to do that with some St. Louis boys because we got it different. Like, you know what I'm saying? We we a little bit hood type shit. We a little bit, you know, coming from St. Louis, ain't nobody do that shit. <laughs> but we got a lot of ideas that, you know. It's going to be funny, but at the same time, they're going to look, you know, and say, oh, that guy makes music. You know what I'm saying? Me. And, you know, search my shit. And I'm actually pretty, you know, if I do say so myself, I'm I'm pretty decent, you know. So it just all goes full circle. I want all my boys to win. That's why I tell everybody. We work together. We all eat. You you know what I'm saying? You definitely come off like you're connected to the mob and I believe a little bit on that hitman (laughs) angle more than I don't want to touch. But that's my lawyer advised me not to speak on that. That. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not even trying to pry into the realities of it. I'm saying that's what I heard in the in the song. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Not that, like, man, I'm not that kind of. Like, <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I it's cool. I mean, everybody, it's synonymous with Italians. Oh, you in the mob? You know what I'm saying? No, I'm Maybe saying, I am. In your bars, you were like, I'm connected. Da, da, da. I think like, oh, yeah. one of the tracks you particularly well, reference OGs and everything. Yeah, I listened to the no shit. Doubt. So I'm like quoting you. Well, one thing I said was, uh, went to the priest like I got a question. If I go to church and I do confession, tell me, do wise guys go to heaven? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I appreciate wise guys, good fellas, you know, you also like something else I saw and I didn't watch all of it, but I just turned on for a quick second this interview you did and you were talking about a remrod and you were like conserving. I don't know what that is. I don't even know what a remrod is, but your music videos are there. No, that's that's my cinematographer, remrod. I'll say word. That's cool. That's his name. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, no, that's cool. But that makes sense. Um, but he did an interview with you, and I heard you saying some stuff about conserving Italian culture and something, something. Oh yeah. And I thought that was nifty. Yeah, no doubt. Like what? Well, it's I'm passionate about that, you know, because it's you know nowadays people really not they don't have pride in their you know heritage and stuff. You know, it's Americanized. Maybe it's just because I'm Sicilian, a hundred percent. You know, mom and dad side. But you get you know. In St. Louis, we got the hill, and that's literally considered 
America's last Little Italy. Because if you go to like New York City to Little Italy, it's all Chinatown now. Ain't you don't see no Chinese people, no Indian, nothing against them, but you don't see no nail shops and no this and that. It's all Italian, and it's gonna stay that way. Ain't nobody come to our neighborhood. Now I can't speak for New York City because they all, you know, it's getting smaller and smaller. You know, think about it. Mulberry Street. It used to be all Italians, mom and pop places. Now it's like nail salons, Vietnamese and shit. You know, so, so not in the hill. So you're saying, like, in a literal sense, the cultural pockets of, like, I guess the of Italian centers within places are disappearing in a literal sense. Yeah, it's not as prominent as it used to be. But not on the hill. The hill is, it, it, it's not going nowhere. And ain't nobody doing what I'm doing. That's my neighborhood. That's that's it. When I want people to go to the hill, tourists, and say, oh, am I going to see Frankie G over here? You know what I'm saying? Am I going to see him over here? Because it's just like, I, I want my neighborhood, I'm going to put money into my neighborhood. It's beautiful, you know? If you come here to St. Louis, which I, mean, I really... I don't know why anybody would want to come to St. Louis. Fuck around, get robbed or killed. But if you come to the Hill in St. Louis, it is a tight knit neighborhood community. All Italians, bakeries, restaurants. You know, you know, and it keeps on getting nicer and nicer. You know, lofts being built and stuff. But you, you're not going to see no. You know, it's always the same. And it's generation after generation after generation. So I keep it all in the neighborhood. And that's all me. Ain't nobody doing what I'm doing. The, take it for this. In Southside St. Louis, State Streets, we call it. You got one block over here, and they're repping this. You go a walking distance to the next block, and they're repping this. Now they both rep. And they're fighting over, you know, they're killing each other. I don't got no ops. I don't got no enemies. I'm not sharing. I'm not fighting with nobody. From Southwest to Daggett and Marconi, the hill, it's all me, baby. You know what I'm saying? Nobody got that. So I feel like I got a niche. I think I think I'm I'm gonna take the take the flame and run with it. Because ain't nobody got that. Now I will say I would like to go to Little Italy in New York City. It's a dream. But I guarantee I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna be like, this ain't nothing. <laughs> this ain't like the hill. <laughs> I don't know. I just picture because I talk. I have. I, I do a show like this exactly this, but with a guy from uh, New York, and he's oh, in yeah. uh, Bronx. Now I don't know what he'd say about Little Italy, but I know for a fact that his attitude is Psh, everybody says shit like that till they come to New York City. Oh, bro! No, don't get me twisted. I got mad love Harlem, Bronx. Brooklyn, I fucking love New York City, bro. Philly, Boston, but specifically New York City. I, I mean, I'll I be wearing Yankee stuff in St. Louis, and they'd be like, why don't you wear Cardinals shit? Like St. Louis Cardinals. I'm like, because I like New York. And they'd be like, what, you from New York? I'm like, nah, I'm from St. Louis. So I said, when I go to New York, I wear Cardinals so, shit so what makes, when I'm in St. Louis. What makes you so interested in New York over some of the other Man, places come, you could want? I mean, the history, need I say less? I mean, and I'm so East Coast oriented. My demographic is there. I mean, my top 20 is all New York East Coast. Jay-Z, Nas, um, Biggie, Guru, Gangstar, you know what I'm saying? Prodigy, you know, Autumn, Autumn New York, you know, all Wu-Tang and all that shit. I mean, I could keep on going, but it's just all New York. Right. All New York. I got love for New York, so I'm not going to go to Little Italy and go, Psh. well, I'm definitely going to be like, hey, it ain't like the hell, though. It ain't like the hell. Right. Now, I guarantee you that. No, I appreciate that. I, I mean, I don't know enough about it. I, I would imagine in Montreal, it's definitely more in the lane of it's not what it used to be. Because the whole city is not what it used to be. I would love to visit Montreal. Yo, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I would encourage you to come to Montreal. It's probably like Toronto's fun 
if you know somebody there that can help you have fun. I went to Toronto without help. It was weird, man. Like you, you're gambling. Everywhere you go is a gamble, and you don't have a guide, and, yeah. and everything's really far apart in that city. Well, but Montreal I'll tell you is what, compact. I, it's Lydia up here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I if I go to Toronto, I'm going there with the intent to get in the studio or at least have dinner with Drake. Right. I don't. I ain't gonna go to Toronto for no other reason. If I go to Montreal, I'm gonna fuck with, you know. I'm gonna fuck with you. No, bro, you know what I'm saying? Just, I mean, uh, I'm just saying you can just come to Montreal for fun. Yeah. And the shit's worth coming to. Well, and I know a little, I got family in France too, so in Marseille. Right. So, you know, parlez-vous français, you know, comme tout dépend. Yeah, moi je parle français, tu ne parles pas Hey, you know. <laughs> nah, you gotta speak. So I know a little bit. Nah, it's actually, yo, if you walk in the stores here and you make an effort to speak French, it's a lot easier than if you don't make an effort to speak French in some parts of town. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I did, I did one year of French class in school, but you know, I got an aunt that lives in France and she's Italian, but she speaks mostly French. Right. So, you know, Just... I've, I've learned bits and pieces enough to carry a conversation. I'm not fluent by no means. I'm more Italian. I mean, I know Italian. Bro, if you can but, if you can survive a conversation in French, you will have twice as much fun here than if you can, like than otherwise. I'm not even gonna hey, not to say that you I wouldn't have fun. Females, bro, the act, I bet the females are uh, the come on, tell me if the fem females are probably very beautiful over there. I mean, I I'm a huge advocate of our reputation of having attractive ladies up inside this place, but yeah, I no would doubt. argue that the summertime can be distracting sometimes and I'm, I'm like, you know, behaved and shit, but yo, that like first, like, cause you know, half this, half this time you're in cold land. So it's fucking freezing. So everybody's bundled yeah. up and it feels like there's a direct response to being bundled up for half the year that takes place in the summer where people wear a lot less clothing and it's wildly humid. So it's really fucking hot, but in general, yeah, I don't know. I guess healthcare and shit that's free plays off over time. Free healthcare is Oh, that was shit. I'll tell you what. When when I start really getting out here traveling, I'm going to have to fly. I'm not going to drive to no Canada. But I'll come up to Montreal, bro. I'll get an Airbnb or something, and we could... You got studios over there, right? Bro, I mean, yeah, but most of us are doing the home studio thing. But yeah, there's studios up there. I have friends that got shit. Like my boys, no doubt. Not, I have like a few options that are out here, yeah. But honestly, a lot of us be doing the home studio thing. Like I just fucking record here for the most part. <clears throat> oh shit! Then that's all you need. What what kind of uh, system you work off? Like Fruit Loops and shit, or like Pro Tools? Because I, uh, I like Pro Tools. So I don't do any of the engineering shit. So for me, I use Reaper because Reaper was like oh okay sixty bucks back in the day, and I was like oh. say a word. And then I got the license for work because, like, my company got it. And then I just technically I use it for work sometimes back in the day. So I just been using that because they got it. And it, like, has all the plugins. It's actually, like, I don't know why people sleep on Reaper, especially if you're not really going to get that deep into, like, anything but your voice. Like, if all you're ever going to fuck with is your voice, Reaper is, like, fucking yeah. amazing. It's got anything you could need. You could download whatever plugins you want. And like it does all the shit that Pro Tools can do, and it plugs into shit like OBS, like Pro Tools does. So like it gives you like the power no to like modify your voice and then run it through like a video stream or something. So like well, that would be dope, man. I've I've always actually wanted to go to Canada. I always like thought about someday I'm gonna go to Canada, Montreal specifically because you know of all that Rizzuto stuff. You know, I'm just intrigued by that Rizzuto stuff, man. I could go on for days. You got to watch Bad Blood on Netflix. There's two seasons now. That's fair. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yep. I'm going to definitely peep it. I mean, I'll see if it's here first. If we have it in Canada, then yeah. Otherwise, I have to inevitably get on that VPN shit. Cause, uh, not... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'd be doing sometimes. But um, honestly, yeah, the Rizzuto stuff's wild. Because some of those things went down in my neighborhood, right? Like... That's crazy. I know for a fact somebody... His son got killed, too. Vito Rizzuto's son. And Vito got killed. And the dad got killed. They all got killed. Yeah. It's why... Well, because it all played out. It was, like, it was like over the span of years. I don't remember, like... 
I don't remember it all like vividly, but you remembered like seeing the news articles and shit. But it was wild because there was like the lesser stories, and those shit was like playing out at like the McDonald's by the crib. Like it wasn't like like super far away shit. It was like, yo, this is actually going on in my neighborhood. That's why it was like, really. There's definitely at one point in my life I'm working at a Dunkin' Donuts. Um, oh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> this dude walks in. What about Tim Hortons? I really don't yeah. like Tim Hortons. I mean, I I, I just yeah. their coffee's weak, and I mean, if the donuts are fine, I mean, like. The, the, at that tier donuts are all the same to me there's like really good donuts and then there's that kind of donuts <clears throat> like there's two tiers of donuts but i'm working there and i feel like you and you and i are the type you you and i are the type we could talk for hours and hours bro yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely gonna fuck with you bro you seem like a real cool dude yeah thanks i appreciate that and you know i just had to say it but i gotta i gotta get back over here and, and finish this job because we're gonna head on the road right and go back to st louis too so no nah, i appreciate that i appreciate you coming through and giving us the time you had i know you said you were in the middle of your shit so i'm glad that you made it work out the way that you did oh uh, man you know i i always you know i like doing that i don't i don't like bullshitting saying i'm gonna do one thing and don't do it that, that's my pet peeve bro if you say what you mean mean what you say mm. even if you know I told you I'll make it. I'll figure it out. Make it work. So, and you did exactly that, and I appreciate that still, because you're super interesting, dude. And a lot of your, I like I like people who are able to like carry on that conversation as much as like tell their story, but like to be able to have the insight to like kind of bring it in different directions with it. So I appreciate that for sure. It'd be great to have you back no in the doubt. future when you're able to do oh, it. Oh yeah, bro, no doubt. I'm, I would I I would talk to you for another two three hours, but I gotta get back to work and shit. Nah, you know priorities but yo thank you for coming through everybody links no doubt. in the description make sure to follow them and do all that good stuff thank y'all for watching for real we appreciate you coming through for those of you on the live that's dope for those of you watching in the future like comment subscribe follow all that good stuff on that note everyone i do appreciate you coming do you have any last words to say to the fine folk out there yeah, man, you know, just uh, be on the lookout. I'm about to start dropping some more stuff. When I get back to St. Louis, I'm about to get in the studio. So you're going to see more content. Uh, I'll probably go on. I never go on live or nothing, like on Instagram or nothing. But I'll, I'll put some stuff out. I'm going to take some pictures. And I got some videos coming out. So all in a matter, all a matter of time, bro. You know, you can't rush greatness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, man. It was great chatting with you, though. Yo, no doubt. Live long and prosper, everyone. No doubt, my guy. All right, 100, bro.